Welcome to Relevance for Today, a show where you will be encouraged, inspired, and fed through the Word of God. You will find relevant teachings, tips, discussions, interviews, and more for both believers and even non-believers who are considering salvation through Jesus Christ. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey folks, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Relevance for Today. I'm Steve Lewis. We're continuing on with the Bible verses, Bible verses you like, Bible verses you need to know, important Bible verses, and so much more. Hey, I hope you're really enjoying the show. If it's your first time watching, thank you for tuning in. This is part six, so that means go backwards. (laughs) Go backwards, start with part one. You'll really enjoy it really encouraging messages, I hope. And thank you for all those I've heard from already. Really appreciate you all giving feedback. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for leaving comments. Thank you for also heading over to YouTube to Relevance for Today, Stephen Lewis. Look me up opposite way, Stephen Lewis Relevance for Today, and you'll find me over there where you can actually watch the TV shows. So it's great to have you on the show. Thank you for being there. And uh, we're going to jump right in. Got some more Bible verses for you to talk about and going to read those to you and then share a few things here and there. But I hope you're being encouraged and I truly hope you're getting out there and getting in the word. Okay, so we're going to start off with Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is alive and active. Ooh, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing, right? The word. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to divide soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. So as you're reading the word, you get reprimanded, you get corrected, you get encouraged, you get built up in the spirit. It's powerful. And of course, the double-edged sword is like what the Romans used, where the swords were so sharp that no matter which way they used it, it wasn't like a one-sided sword. It was a double-edged sword that did some serious damage, and it will penetrate. The Word of God will penetrate your soul, your spirit, man. It will penetrate you to the point, if you read it the way you're supposed to, not just blowing through it like you're reading a, a boring newspaper article or something, but you actually read this like you're expecting the Word of God to pop out. You're expecting the Holy Spirit to guide you and lead you as you sit down and read it. You're going to find some things in here that's going to just be like, whoa, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. Does not demand its own way. Is not irritable and keeps no record of being wronged. Uh Uh-oh. I've been keeping records of being wronged. Um, Yeah. Love never. Hmm. I guess I got to learn some stuff. Yeah, that one will cut you. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. That one right there shows you how powerful the Word of God is because it will get in there and penetrate, dividing the soul, spirit, and joints and marrow. It'll divide and conquer when it comes to thinking about your heart. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. That's what 1 Corinthians 13, 4 does. 13, 4 through 7, sorry. But 
The bottom line is you get in the word and as you're reading the word and allowing the spirit, the Holy Spirit to guide you and lead you, if you're not stubborn, because you first have to surrender, surrender of your own thoughts, get yourself out of the way. And as you're reading the word of God, it's going to do some trimming. It's like pruning a tree. It really is. As you're reading the word, you've been praying the Lord's prayer, you know, the disciples prayer where it's like, forgive those and forgive those who trespass against us as we forgive them. You know what I mean? And forgive us our trespasses. So you're saying to God, forgive me my for trespasses as I have forgiven others for their trespasses. So if you haven't forgiven anybody else for the offenses they've caused to you, guess what? You just told God to do the same thing to me as I'm doing to other people. That's what type of penetration happens. That's what type of testing and judging your attitude happens. When you're reading the word of God, you start realizing, oops, I've been saying this. Oops, I've been saying that. Ooh, I haven't been showing any love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. Uh-oh, those are supposed to be the fruit of the Spirit, and I have the Holy Spirit within me, and I haven't been allowing those to come out of me. Oh, boy. That's why the Word of God is alive and active. It's powerful, folks, and that's why I love sharing what I'm sharing right now, sharing the Word of God. Okay, continuing on. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. Look at that. Here it is, the love passage. If you want to know about love, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7, okay? Very important, 4 through 8 on this one. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. Bam. Okay. So we just finished sharing about the word of God is alive and active. Well, check this out. And I learned this from Frank Viola. I know some of you know who Frank Viola is. He did uh, Pagan Christianity, the book Pagan Christianity that rocked the world. But he also did Reimagining Church, which went along with uh, pagan Christianity. So you have to get the both books, but powerful books for those who feel like there's more to this Christian life. Um, but anyway, <clears throat> he shared something in there. He said, take love out and put Jesus there. So Jesus is patient and kind. Jesus does not envy or boast, is not arrogant or rude, does not insist on his own way, is not irritable or resentful, does not rejoice about wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Jesus bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Jesus never ends. But he also says, now take that same passage and put your name in and see if you pass the test. Powerful. So then I put Stephen there. Stephen is patient and kind. Uh-oh, wait a minute. I was impatient when I was on the highway. We were stuck behind traffic for two hours. Stephen does not envy or boast, is not arrogant or rude. Hmm, I got to check myself. That's when the word is alive and sharp, starts cutting on you, starts trimming you up. And that's why it's so important to get into the word. First Corinthians 13, 4 through 7 or 4 through 8 
is another passage of scripture that you need to make sure you have highlighted in your Bible. Make sure you've got it written down in your notebook, your journals, or wherever. Remember this passage of scripture because you need this passage of scripture. As a follower of Jesus Christ, you need to know this passage of scripture and try your best to live by it daily. Remember, love is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice about wrongdoings, but rejoices when the truth wins out. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. Love never gives up. Okay? Remember that passage of Scripture. One of my favorites. Galatians 2.20 I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Powerful. And of course, this is one of Paul's letters to the church in Galatia, the churches in Galatia. But like he said, I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And so you see, you hear you watch TV shows or videos where like uh, the Star Wars movie where Jar Jar Binks gets saved by uh, uh, Qui-Con Jinn. And pretty much he saved his life. So then all of a sudden he was like, there's a soul bond now. That means you saved my life. I'm supposed to be your bond servant or whatever. We're bonded now. I'm with you till the end. I'm going to be standing by your side forever. It's just like Apostle Paul saying right here, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. That means Christ gave his life. God sent him down. Christ gave his life. So now I owe my life to Christ. So I have no life anymore. My life is his. I'm attached to him. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And we all can say the same thing. He gave his life for us. Mm. And we should live by faith in the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. Such a powerful verse. And Galatians is a great letter. Those are That's a letter, like I said, to the churches in Galatia by the Apostle Paul. So you can read all those. And once again, like I said before, yes, they were for the church of that day, but guess what? We're the church of this day. We can still glean off of it because we're all followers of Jesus Christ. The body of Christ is the church. So why can't we glean from the Apostle Paul's letters? Okay, Proverbs 22, 6. Start children off in the way they should go, and even when they are old, they will not turn from it. This is a powerful passage of Scripture. In fact, I shared it in a reel that I posted, and I was just talking about how pretty much the enemy knows. Satan knows the Word of God. He knows what's in the Bible. He also knows that if we don't start our children off on the way they should go, he's going to do it for us. The world's ready. The world is ready to try to raise our kids and turn them from Christ, turn them from the good things of the Lord, turn them from the ways of the Bible. Just check it out. Just watch the news. Just check out your local areas. Look in the schools and things like that. Pay attention, folks. Be careful. There's an agenda. Train them while they're young. They'll know the difference. If you don't, they're going to be taught by the ways of the world, and then they're going to come home arguing with you, saying, no, you're wrong, because I learned this at school. That's why you need to train them up the way they should go. Teach them some morals. Morals and common sense. That would be a starter. 
So that's Proverbs 22.6. Never forget that, folks, especially if you're parents out there. Okay, so the next one is Isaiah 54.17. No weapon forged against you will prevail, and you will refute every tongue that accuses you. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and this is their vindication from me, declares the Lord. You've heard it said, no weapon formed against us will prosper. Same thing. This is in Isaiah 54, 17. You stay focused on the kingdom of God. You stay focused on the word of God. Pray, worship, fast, pay attention. Any of these things, you add any of these things to your life, guaranteed there's going to be a force of angels out there protecting you behind the scenes where you don't even know what's going on. So the weapon formed against you won't prosper. Barb and I had prophesied over us one time at church. Um, the the uh, prophet spoke up and he was just saying, the accuser of the brethren has tried to rise up against you. And I tell you right now, by the name of Jesus, that it's been stopped. It will go no further. It was powerful. But it was something that was going on that we had no idea. So whether it was backbiting, whether it was an attack against us, against our characters, I don't have any clue, but all I know is no weapon formed against us was prospering on that one. But you stay focused, right? Keep God first. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Everything else will be added unto you, including protection, including things being taken care of in the spirit realm that you have no idea that's going on. And this is our inheritance as servants of the Lord. And this is the vindication from me, declares the Lord. So that's a powerful passage. And I should have got that one in the New Living Translation. I think that might be the King James or New American Standard. Uh, Philippians 1.6, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Of course, this is the Apostle Paul talking to the churches in Philippi. But at the same time, he's saying, be confident. God started a work in you, and you're being faithful. You're loving God. You're loving your neighbor as yourself, spending time in the Word, praying, staying focused, and living a Christ-like life. Whatever work He started in you, He's going to complete it. You just stay focused and stay faithful, whatever it might be, whether it's me down here in the studio where I started out in the corner of my office or standing outside with my phone up to my face or my tablet up to my face, where now I've got a full studio downstairs in my basement and I'm able to reach more people than I was before. He's completing a good work in me as I continue to be faithful in doing what he called me to do in the first place. So Philippians 1, 6. So remember that. If you know you're in the path, you're on the right path you're supposed to be on and you got your horse blinders on and you're staying focused on where God's called you to be and everything's going the way it should, stay focused in that, have faith, He's going to see the work completed in you. Amen. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Before we were saved, that was the truth. All have sinned. It still is true unless you were a follower of Jesus Christ. But we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We needed someone to rescue us. Because we were born into sin, we were destined for death for eternity. But God had a plan. Jesus Christ coming down. Praise God. 
but that, Romans 3.23, and make sure you read all of Romans. Read entire chapters. Don't just read one sentence and say, hey, I'm good to go. No, you go in there. Yes, for all have sinned, but God had a plan. He sent Jesus Christ to take on that sin because one man sinned and another man in man form, even though it was God in, in man form, Jesus came down became a man to take on that sin to break the curse so man could be reunited once again with the Heavenly Father. Powerful, powerful stuff. Isaiah 43, 19, see I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Isaiah 43, 19. That's one of those verses that, you know, people will use that and they'll say, see I am doing a new thing. But Pay attention, because there are times when God will be used through the Holy Spirit. Okay, you got God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. The three are in one, but separate. But the Holy Spirit, you'll find out sometimes the Holy Spirit is plowing a field, and you're walking right through it, and you're like, I don't know what's going on, but you've got to make a decision whether you stay with this group, do you stay with this organization, do you step into what God's got for you, or do you stay comfortable, do you stay neutral? And all of a sudden, you'll see this new thing being done. It's going to spring up. And then, it, like he said, do you not perceive it? Do you not realize what's going on? And all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, this is a new season I'm in. And all of a sudden people start coming out and sharing things and talking to you about certain things. And then someone comes up and brings up something that they had no idea pertains to this walk you're on. And you start seeing things happening. God's making a path in the wilderness, streams in the wasteland. Doors being open that you never even thought possible. And some of you are in that situation right now and you've been scratching your head and maybe this has shed some light on it. God is doing a new thing in you. If you notice something's different, if you notice sometimes we're just sitting in that Ishmael place where we try to do things on our own, then all of a sudden out of nowhere a door opens. Every door that opens isn't God, but you make sure you pray and meditate on it and see if it is. Hey, Lord, send me somebody that's going to verify this. The Holy Spirit's verified it, but hey, I'm like Gideon. I need to see more proof. <laughs> but at the end of the day, that's in a powerful verse. It's a powerful passage, and uh, we can relate to it in our current walk with the Lord. Okay, Philippians 4.19. And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. You know the song, and my God will supply all my needs in glory. Jehovah Jireh cares for me, for me, for me. Jehovah Jireh cares for me. Yes, Philippians 4.19. My God will meet all your needs. It doesn't say my God will supply all my wants, right? That means he can do anything. You just don't know whether it's vehicles. Sometimes it's a vehicle. Sometimes you're in need of a vehicle, but you're not focused on the vehicle. You're focused on the ministry you're involved in, which has happened to us. And the next thing you know, you're blessed with a vehicle. And you needed the vehicle, but it wasn't on your list. It was one of those things where, yep, someday we'll get a vehicle where we can travel in. And in the meantime, we'll just use what we have and go from there. And God had other plans. You know, it's not like you're sitting back saying, oh boy, I sure wish I could have a $500 watch. 
No, it's not like that. But blessings will come. If you stay focused on what you're supposed to be doing, that's key. A lot of times, God will get you when you're not paying attention. You're so busy focused on something else and doing kingdom work and things like that, and then the next thing you look over and somebody's blessed you with something. Hey, the Lord wanted me to bless you with this. Here, the Lord wanted me to show you this or show you that, and it's such a blessing because it's that little, I call them the little nuggets. It's like a stick with a carrot hanging on it where just when you start getting a little discouraged or you're just busy in things and you haven't seen any fruit or anything, and all of a sudden out of nowhere, God will send you a nugget to say, hey, I'm watching you. Keep doing what you're doing. But it truly is a blessing. So I just want to share that with you. Okay, Matthew eleven twenty nine. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. And this kind of goes with some of the other verses, you know, talking about he'll give you rest. Lay everything at his feet. He'll give you rest. Take upon his, his yoke is light, you know, for I am gentle and humble in heart. You focus on the Lord. Chase after him. Trust me. The peace, the peace of God, the peace that surpasses all understanding. You will find rest for your soul. That's what we need. We need rest for our soul. With so much going on in the world right now, we need rest for our souls. But we need to also know that we have a place in Christ. The Holy Spirit within us, guiding us, protecting us, keeping us safe, guiding us when we're listening. Stay focused, right? Stay focused. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. We all know that. When we were born into sin, the price of sin is death. The lake of fire. On that day of judgment, if you don't have Jesus Christ in your life, it's going to be a bad judgment day. But the gift of God is eternal life. It is a gift, eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And when you ask Jesus Christ into your life, you step into eternity then. It's not after you pass away. It's right then and there. You're a child of God. You just stepped in. You've been adopted into the family. Amen. Romans 5, 8. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's beautiful. That's powerful. We're going to end on that one. But hey, once again, that just reiterates the fact we were born into sin, but God already knew. God already had a plan. He wanted to save us from the curse of death. He wanted to save us. He sent Christ down to die for us. It's beautiful, isn't it? But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And if you don't have Jesus Christ in your life, please don't wait another day. Ask him into your life. Turn your life in a different direction, heading straight for Christ. Amen? Hey, let's go ahead and pray. So Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this opportunity to share this message today. I thank you so much for being able to do this series. I really hope it's blessing people. It sounds like it is, but I just thank you so much for the opportunity to do this. My prayer is that more brothers and sisters in Christ will come to know you in a greater way, that they'll get into the word, that they'll eat, taste and see that the Lord is good. Eat the word, get it in their systems, get it in their souls and in their spirit, man. I just thank you for all these things. Bless all those out there who are hurting and suffering, that they won't hurt and suffer for long and that there'll be people there to step in place. 
Just thank you for all these things in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. There you have it, folks. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. Truly am blessed to have you folks on the other end. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you, thank you, thank you for subscribing. Thank you for leaving comments. Thank you for leaving me a rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, as well as getting over to YouTube. I'm glad some of you are subscribing to the channel on YouTube. Stephen Lewis Relevance for today. Should be a picture of me with my headsets on in the studio. Thank you so much for all the blessings. Hey, Dad, thanks for listening over there. Love and appreciate you and the rest of the family listening and friends. God bless you all. Take care of yourselves from all around the world. Thank you. I love and appreciate you. Peace.